0: Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find a full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music.
1: Hello, I'm Balen Leonard and welcome along to the Country Music Talk podcast. This is where you get to hear the biggest names in country music, talking about their lives and careers and sharing some of their stories from Music City. We're in for a real treat with this episode because I'm joined by an artist who was born and raised in North Carolina before moving to Nashville to follow his dream of becoming a country music star. And boy, oh boy, did he ever. Luke Holmes is quite simply one of the biggest country stars in the world right now, a hugely successful singer, songwriter, a six-time CMA Award winner, Grammy nominee, and the first artist in history. To simultaneously top all five Billboard country charts for multiple weeks. And he's also a really great guy, down to earth, passionate about songwriting and making music, and he's a guy with a real love of performing. So we sat down over Zoom with Luke in Nashville, me in London, to talk about so much good stuff. Whether it's the first job that he had, his friendship with Ed Sheeran, what type of dad he wants to be, or quite simply, his love of a full English breakfast, it's all here. And it was also a chance to catch up ahead of C2C Festival here in the UK, which is coming soon. We recorded this interview in early February, and we had such a good time. All right, that's enough for me. Let's get on with the podcast.
0: We play country, and we talk country.
1: The Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. It's Absolutely Radio Country. I'm Baylen Leonard. So pleased to welcome to the show, Mr. Luke Combs. Good to see you again, Luke. How are you? Good,
2: man. Good.
1: How are you? Yeah, I'm really, really good. Um, So I was just thinking, when you played C2C the last time, the full C2C, I guess that was 2018, wasn't it? Luke, you were a pretty big deal then, but my lordy at stuff that's happened since then.
2: Yeah, man. 2018, that's... Lot's happened since then, man crazy, crazy couple of years, a lot of fun, a lot of great shows, a lot of cool accomplishments, man, and just enjoying it, taking it day to day, yeah, I mean, I think that
1: I think that's all you can do, really, because otherwise it just becomes a bit too big to consider when we met all those years ago, we kind of talked about I'm originally from East Tennessee and You're a small town boy as well. And, you know, look, I'm not Luke Combs, but I still get blown away that I can sit in London or I can go to, you know, different parts of the world that I I never thought I would go to. And you must feel that as well still, that your music and your art literally can take you around the world. Does it still blow your mind a little bit?
2: Yeah, it definitely does, man. Um, You know, it's crazy. You know, you end up in all these places that... You never thought you'd be like you're saying, man. I mean, I, I'd never been on an airplane in 2015, you know, I never even flown before, you know, and now it's like we've been to Europe three, four times and, you know, we've been to Australia twice and been to Canada a bunch of times and all over the United States, played in every state and, you know, played in Mexico and just, it's just wild, man. Yeah.
1: And, you know, not just to be able to see those places, but actually, I mean, you're going there, you're, you're standing up in front of thousands of people and they're singing along to every single word that you wrote that's like a whole other level of seeing the world I'd imagine
2: definitely man you know I mean you're going out and and not only you know you're getting paid to do it you know you feel like you'd probably do for free anyways you know which is really cool and you know getting to do it with people you like you know and go on trips with your songwriter buddies and you know their wives and your wife and it's like you know that's that's cool, man. You know, I mean, nope, not everybody gets to do that, man. Go on the killer trips and something I'll never take for granted. And, you know,
1: talking about there, it's something that you would do for free anyway. I mean, that's kind of the theme of your latest song, doing this in some sort of way that, because I, I saw you were saying, you know, whether it's 70 people uh, or whether it's 70,000 people, and of course, you know, it's in the song as well. This is what you would be doing. Like,
2: yeah, man. I mean, you know, I I love, you know, singing and, and writing songs. It's just fun to me. Playing shows especially is something that I really enjoy. And, you know, gives me an opportunity to get out of my own head a little bit. Have just have fun doing that, man. You know, it's just I've always been kind of good at. It's fun to be good at something. You know, I think everybody knows that. You know, whether it's. You know, something you do in your spare time or something you do for a living, you know, um, it's fun to feel like you're good at something. And, you know, while you're doing that, you're just kind of enjoying it. You know, it it just kind of flows naturally man, when you're doing that.
1: Yeah. And you can tell that as well. You know, having seen you at CTC in 2018 and, of course, you're coming back to do CTC now, I know I know you wouldn't be doing anything other than what you're doing. The song says it very clearly. We just talked about it. But did you have any rubbish jobs before you were like, oh, this is the thing I'm good at? You know, everybody had to make ends meet at some point. You must have had to do that.
2: Yeah, man, I had a bunch of jobs, you know. My first job was at a, a place in my hometown that was, it's kind of like, do you know what Chuck E. Cheese
1: is? Oh, I know what Chuck E. Cheese is. Yes, I do.
2: Yeah, it's, well, it's kind of like that, but like
1: way bigger. It
2: had like go-karts and Laser tag. And I worked there a couple of times. I actually did two different stints in that joint, Um, but I worked there in high school and then a little bit like one summer after college worked there again. And it was killer, dude. I mean, you know, it wasn't the best job in the world, but it was, you know, it wasn't pouring asphalt or anything. But I worked at Home Depot, worked at U-Haul. Right, um was a bouncer for a while at a bar. I could uh, see that. a bunch, bunch of different stuff, man. Just whenever I could, you know, try to make a living. I guess, yeah, you pay know, the bills. You do what you do. You do what you can.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I know. I know you said it wasn't a Chuck E. Cheese, but you know, the thing I always remember about Chuck E. Cheese for people in the UK that don't know, Chuck E. Cheese is like a themed restaurant with animatronic, life-size characters that, while you ate pizza. Or whatever they they sang and danced did did your place have because if I know people who worked at Chuck E. Cheese and there were songs that they had to hear about 15 times a shift
2: did you have that same thing mine yeah mine was like there wasn't any music as much as it was like I mean it was full of arcade games I mean like hundreds loud and so there's like these certain games you know like if you were working you know bumper cars you were near these like 10 games right. and they always made the same sound effects for like hours and hours you know and so depending on what station you're at you would hear you know bells and ringing and little songs and like sound effects and like car racing sounds and like it would just be <laughs> like and those are i mean that's like a we're talking a five minute loop here dude this is yeah a, it's not like a playlist that's five hours long. And if you work 10 hours, you hear everything twice. I mean, it's like, you're hearing these every two or three minutes, you're hearing the same thing, like over and over and over again. And I bet so, you're
1: hearing that when you get home as well. It probably takes a minute. Oh for that to start. Dude,
2: yeah. Well, cause it's like that place was so big when I was in high school, man, it was new. Right. And it was like a huge, I mean, it was huge. Um, right. And so it was like everybody on the weekends and stuff, man, like, place the to best be. gig it was so packed that they had like another parking lot that was kind of like that off-site-ish kind of thing the, the overflow so the parking lot. the best gig was working parking on saturdays if you could get that gig it was like you and your buddy like you'd essentially just like sit in a chair and you'd be like hey how many spots are up top and they'd be like two and then so the next two cars you tell to go up and every car that came in, you just say, oh, we'll just park down here. And that was like, you didn't have to like really deal with anybody or. Yeah. That sounds like the, that sounds like was, the job. The, did people find that, for that a, job? I want that oh, job tonight. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> that was like, because like the toughest job was like, uh, probably like, I mean, go-karts was tough because that was the most popular thing. Yeah. That we had indoor and outdoor go-karts. So indoor is electric, outdoor was gas. And so, like, you had to know how to fix like two different kinds of go karts.
1: This place sounds huge. I, I need to check it out. When I'm, is it still around? Because I need to check it out when
2: I'm back. Ah, oh. went out of business uh like maybe two years ago. Oh right, okay, Three year ago or something like that. Hey, speaking of um, of jobs that people don't like,
1: did did I read a story about? Is it somebody on your team that you met at uh, at a store somewhere who that who wasn't liking their job, but you guys got to talking, and then and then you. Was it something like you hired him to, to work with you? What What's that story? It was
2: It's my, uh, my tour manager, Ethan. Um, he was working at a boot barn in the mall right in, uh, in Nashville here in Nashville. And this was about, this was after I had released hurricane, but okay. way before I had, I didn't have a record deal or anything like that. And me and my manager, Cappy went in there. I was, I just needed some boots and was talking to him and, he was super nice and was like, Oh, I like your song and stuff. And he was, he's probably two, three years younger than me, maybe or something like that. So he's probably now he's probably 28, but then he was probably 24, something like that. And, and he was like, Oh man, you know, I moved to town to be a, you know, I want to be a tour manager. And I kind of, you know, I, I work for another artist, like assistant tour manager, like whenever they need somebody and I work here and, and then his boss came up and was like, Oh, you know, don't go stealing my best employee kind of thing. And so, of course, I did when she said that because it was like, you should have told me he was terrible or something, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but man, no, he's been working for me ever since, man. I mean, going from, you know, riding around in the van and, you know, now he's tour managing a you know, giant 360 arena tours at, you know, 28, 29 years old, you know? Um, but he's really great at what he does, man. And, um, and that's, I guess that's all about if you hate the job you've got and you're doing it well, yeah. If you hate the job you have and you're good at it, that says something about your character, you know, about your yeah. work ethic. You know what I mean? And I I have a few guys like that that are, you know, that were guys that were doing something else, you know, and they were still really great at what they did. And they, you know, once you give them a job that they like, you know, they're even better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I I mean, I guess also for you, that's probably one great way. For you to help um well you know just keep your feet on the ground in some sort of way, because we all know how this industry works, and it'd be very easy to get carried away with loads of things I mean you know I could read your accolades and it would take up this entire interview just because you know you 've got all the awards, all the accolades, all the albums, all you know, and long may that stuff continue, but we 've seen it time and again it 's quite easy to get wrapped up in that stuff, so it 's probably for your perspective quite nice to not only have people on your team but people around you that have been there with you all along.
2: Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, you know, and it's people that are willing to, you know, challenge your ideas and, um, you know, people are, who are willing to stand up to you I think is important, you know, and, and having people that have been around for as long as some of my guys have been around, um, you know, that's something that those guys are willing to do, you know, is to say, you know, they're willing to fight for what they thinks right. Or, you know, if they think that I'm doing something you know whether it's in the show or you know in a song like they're willing to say hey man i don't you know i don't really know if that's that's it or if this is the right book or if you know not everything that i say is always right you know and i think sometimes that can be a challenge for some artists is that you know if you have a team that's constantly you know a revolving door and people are always afraid of you know losing their job or speaking out or speaking yeah. up about something you know they're not really willing to to stick their neck on the line to make things better because they're worried about getting fired or they're worried about how you're going to react. And so sure. I think having, having those kind of folks around is, is really a crucial part of, of the process for us.
1: Absolutely. Well, um, congratulations on having that right team around you and congratulations as well, because you're going to be a dad luke congratulations that's amazing you know there's like a country uh daycare or something with so many artists are are having babies lately are you getting some good advice from new dads i
2: have man you know um you know i've, I've had some people reach out and you know my one of my best friends in the, from high school you know works with me and he lives here in town and he's he's about to have his second here probably i mean it could happen today any day All right now okay. i talk to him a lot about it too and so that's that's good to have
1: Absolutely. So do you think that you're going to be the dad that, um, cause you know, some artists they bring their whole family when you go on tour and things like that.
2: Probably not at the very beginning, you yeah. know, just cause it'd be really hard, but my wife comes to almost every show I enjoy her company and, you know, she's liked being out there up to this point. And obviously that will probably change a little bit with, with the baby and stuff, sure. but, you know, I would love to have them out as much as they want to be out or as much as they can be out. You know, I think that's important. I don't want to be a dad that's not around or the dad that you see on TV and go, Oh, that's my dad. And that's, and that's where he is today, I guess, right. you know? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's just some important to me and, I'd like to be the guy throwing the throwing the football to him. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Oh, hey. Speaking of football, uh, sports. I, I know we talked the last time because being from Bristol, Tennessee, we've got our NASCAR track there. I know you're a NASCAR fan and and you've been to that. To that track before you didn't perform there, right? You would just go to
2: see races. No, I would just go. Yeah, I, I did the Daytona 500 last year. Yes, and I'm I doing saw it that. again. I'm doing it again here in a couple of weeks. Um, so that'll be that'll be fun. And
1: uh, you played rugby, right, in college, right? So we've got the Six Nations on at the moment here in the UK. Are you following that at all?
2: I haven't. I mean, it's hard to get on TV over right. here. I mean, that's always something I'd love to I've always wanted to go to a match. Over do you there. have a UK team at all? Do you follow? I don't, man. I don't have any allegiance, you know. Right, um I, know you. I just like seeing a good game, man. You know, I think it's I don't know. It's hard enough to be like, well, what's your people are like, what's your favorite SEC team? And that's yes. that's tough. And then like you start picking like which country you want you know, kind of thing. It's like that's dangerous territory. To
1: but obviously Super Bowl coming up. Do you, you follow I'm assuming you follow American football as well. Do you have a pick there? Oh, man, I don't no. know.
2: I oh, mean, man. it's hard. It'd be hard to like pick against the Bengals, I think, right now tired they're playing but
1: although the Rams are the favorite on paper really
2: yeah but i think the Bengals were like they haven't been the favorite on paper the, every game of the playoffs. Yeah, that's right. That's so they're true. almost probably like feeding into that.
1: Yeah, it's got a little bit of the underdog vibe, but at the same time, we know they deliver.
2: Yeah, I'd like to see. I mean, I think I'd like to see Stafford win
1: one. Um, so Luke, just before I let you go, C2C happening in March, as we talked earlier last time uh, you were on the lineup, I think it was Kit Moore and Casey Musgraves and Sugarland, I think maybe. And and you were on that bill and now you're, you're coming back, uh, headlining the whole thing. What are, what are you looking forward to getting back? to the UK what what's man
2: we've been looking forward to those shows for so long just getting back and and headlining that thing I think is something that we've been wanting to do for a while now obviously we you know we like going over man Uh, looking forward to English breakfast I think would be good oh yeah
1: a good fry up love that beans for breakfast doesn't freak you out
2: no man it doesn't freak me out I mean it's not something I do here but when in Rome dude you know what I mean
1: are you going to see your buddy ed sheeran when you're back over because i think you guys are mates right
2: yeah i don't know
1: man i think he's probably got some stuff going on at this point (laughs) he does but you know last c2c he was hanging out backstage the whole weekend
2: yeah he was man Uh, but he's uh we hung out last time i was there and like he wasn't on an album cycle at that time he's one of those guys that's like when he's doing the thing it's like man, i think he's doing like 55 stadiums just in europe Crazy, and that's right? just like part of the tour. Yeah, with probably just him
1: and his guitar and some loop pedals.
2: Yeah, it is, man. And so, you know, I'm sure he's got a million things going on. I'm definitely gonna shoot him an email see if he's around. But, but he's great, man. You think you guys would ride together? You haven't written together, have you? Well, we were going to, and then right, and then COVID, COVID thing uh, kind of screwed screwed our whole plans up on that. But man, maybe one day, hopefully one day. Okay. And did did you give him some sort of was it he gave you an awful
1: drink or you gave him an awful drink? Do you remember this?
2: Oh, so both. Okay. Kind what's of. this? So I think it was uh I think Chartreuse was the the shot that he gave me.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> um, I reciprocated with the uh, it's uh it's called not Malort. I don't what's know if you ever heard of that? No, I haven't. Um just pop a Google on it. Okay. <laughs> okay um it's 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 pretty good if you, right. if you ever get a chance to get your hands on some, you should. You should get your hands on some.
1: I have no food issues at all. Like I'll eat everything. I'll drink everything. I'll try. I mean, you know, I, I grew up in Appalachia. I, 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 I had squirrel for dinner. You know, many, many times. I have no issues with with trying anything, which is why I also love beans for breakfast and black pudding. No issues there. So I'll try your, I'll try your drinks as well, um, Luke. Thank you so much for just taking the time. It's really good to see you again. I can't wait to see you when you make it back over here in March.
0: Absolutely, man. I appreciate the time. We play country and we talk country.
1: The Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. Well, there you go. The full unedited interview with Luke Combs from my show on Absolute Radio Country. It was so great to catch up with Luke and just talk about all the exciting things that he has coming up in his life, especially becoming a dad. So thank you for listening to the podcast. I appreciate it. And if you liked what you heard, then please leave us a review and five stars. It really does help to get the message out there to other country fans about what we're doing. It makes the world of difference. Oh, and hey, make sure you tell your friends too about Absolute Radio Country. We're right there on your digital radio, on the Absolute Radio app, and on your smart speaker right across the UK. Just tell it to play Absolute Radio Country. I'll see you next time. But until then, keep it country.
0: If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters, and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the U.K., or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country.